Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chan on WGR Sports Radio 550. First week of the offseason, often when you see staff changes, and there's one at least from the Bills, or so we think. Sal Capaccio now on the West Her Hotline. The Bills sell, at least to my knowledge, have not announced as of four o'clock here on this Thursday the firing of safeties coach Jim Salgado, but it's being widely reported. Um, is that right, and does it mean anything to you, is it a sign of anything to you that they haven't said it? I believe it's right, yes. I can't confirm for myself, uh, but Elena's a very good source, and if she's reporting it, then then yes, I will tell you, I've also reached out to Jim Salgado and haven't confirmed that specifically, but also haven't been told it's not true. So uh, I, I would assume that that is correct. Uh, I will also tell you that typically I don't think the Bills do announce these things at that time, maybe unless it was a coordinator. Uh, last year, there were some staff changes. There was even a special teams coordinator staff change last year. And we did not even know about that for a little while. Um, so I wouldn't expect the Bills necessarily to put anything out there. It also could be more coming to before we know. And maybe there's going right. to be one announcement of staff changes they make. Uh, but it's typically not their operation to announce they fired an assistant a position coach. Right. Maybe if they if they when they conclude that they're done with, you know, making changes, then maybe they'll announce something. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm not like circling waiting for like, you know, more firings. But, you know, ch- change, I think, would to some extent be welcomed. Sal, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think this is a situation here that like last year they had very little turnover. Now, they did have some. Uh, including the special teams coordinator, obviously, but they elevated the assistant special teams coach to that spot. They had their linebackers coach retire. They moved his son, who was the safeties coach, to his spot. They moved Jim Salgado, who was the Nichols coach, to the safety spot. So there wasn't really much of a 
influx of mm-hmm. there were a couple guys here or there, maybe assistant position coaches. I think Aaron Cromer is the biggest name. Uh, Joe Brady, maybe right. Aaron Cromer and Joe Brady, I guess, coming in as new position coaches. And I think you know, get, given the season they had had, given the turnover at coordinator, I think it was more of hey, let's not you know go too far on this and make sure we have this continuity. I think after the season you had this year, you have to look at this with a more critical eye. Um, as much as I think Jim Salgado, I was surprised. I was surprised that he would be a guy that they would let go. But, you know, obviously with all the injuries at safety and, you know, let, putting pieces together, they must have felt that it just didn't go the way it was expected. But he had been with McDermott for a while. and He had done a good job with the nickel. That was Taron Johnson's rise when he was the yeah. nickel coach. And they made him that a couple years ago. So I was surprised. But at the same time, I do think that <clears throat> this offseason requires a little bit maybe more of a, a critical eye here. And for them to dig deeper and say and turn over whatever they can to say we have to make a change here. Do you have any idea on on the timing of meetings and that kind of thing? I only ask because I mean maybe we won't because it's not it's not as apparent that change is going to be made if it's going to be made at all, right? I'm thinking of other off seasons here where you'd be like, well, everybody's gonna they're gonna go meet at the Pagulas and decide like what what's going to happen, how they're going to proceed. I would imagine they still would do that, but maybe we just don't know exactly what kind of timeline they're working on. Right, but I think in these cases, when you when your season ends on January 23rd, 22nd, and other teams are hiring coaches, you have to make moves. You can't wait too long to make moves. This isn't, you know, this isn't getting rid of a head coach and having to go through 10 interviews and, and those kinds of things. These assistant coaches get jobs. They want jobs. They don't want to be out of the league long. You get, you don't, these jobs dry up. You know, it's, it's hard. So you want to grab them before they go other places. So you have to make a move on your own people before you can hire them because look what happened today in Carolina. Frank Wright, bam, he's putting together a staff. There's guys out there. I guarantee you, whether or not Sean Payton gets hired, he's already been, you know, getting a staff rounded up in case he gets hired. So I would imagine that's got to happen in some capacity. But there's got to be some movement here this week, and we've seen it today, obviously, where this, these things are going to start happening. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he's not the only one, for sure. A couple things more. So the, it's complicated, and the levels matter. So if I'm an assistant defensive line coach, and I think I'm going to be back, but there's a defensive line coach opening mm-hmm. somewhere else, I can go. And like trying to track all that, and these guys are probably, and their agents just on fire right now with these with the changes that happens every year. I'm seeing that it appears last year the Bills made one announcement, as we're talking about here, with their staff, and it was on February 24th. They were eliminated like almost the same day. It was one day different last year. So that's more than a month after their season ended and well after the Super Bowl that they sent out one release. And this was the strength and conditioning yep. assistant, the fellowship coach, like all that was all up yep. at once. And so that seems like probably that's their policy. We had learned about some guys before that, right? Yes. I think Shula had been hired. Right. There was always these pieces that came out, but this is what I'm saying, which is they don't typically do this. They don't typically, if you're looking for an announcement from the Bills, no, it's going to come out from reports like Elena's report today. <coughs> Excuse me. That's how you're going to get this stuff. You're going to get you know, bits and pieces of this coach was let go, this coach took a job somewhere else. We've had coaches just change and go down to college, for example. It is interesting that date you give, Mike. That was right before the combine. So I would anticipate maybe something similar where 
because the combine is then where you go and we hear from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and they start to get on with the draft stuff. They get everything in order with their staff. And, you know, you want to talk about process, right? So Senior Bowls this week. Listen, that's a, that is a business card event for coaches, okay? <laughs> like, Senior Bowl is I am looking for a job. And every coach who's out there looking for a job is trying to get one. I guarantee you this weekend at the Senior Bowl, when they go down there, uh, next weekend, I should say, this whole coming up week, that's going to be where a lot of this stuff starts to happen. Then you may see a little bit more of this movement you're talking about. You might get a couple guys out, but maybe nobody in until they start to get, because that's where you can have everybody in one place. You can start talking to people. Then you start formulating your staff. Maybe you make hires right before the combine. Hey, this is what our staff looks like. Let's talk about it at the combine so we can get on with the draft. Also, I want to add here, since we're on this subject, the special teams coordinator last year was not on that list. And there's a tweet, a tweet from you last year on February 9th when they announced mm-hmm. Matthew Smiley. What they did with Farwell, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is they didn't announce that he was fired or anything, but basically like he knew he was out, went and got another job, I think Jacksonville, and then yes. they end up replacing him with his assistant. So that that happened earlier uh, last year, a couple of weeks earlier than that, but still in February. So I guess bottom line here, anything is still possible. Yes, and I, I know fans, you know, we always, you know, as we're evaluating this and doing this in real time, fans who want changes want them immediately, and that's understood. But organizations and teams want to have a chance to evaluate, and they don't want to as much as it's easy sometimes to have a knee-jerk reaction um, they don't want to do that, and they want to take their time to do it the right way. So I think Sean McDermott, you know, he's he's been a coach six years now. He's that's in this league, that's pretty good. Uh, he's, he's what I hear, the sixth longest tenured head coach in the league now, which is crazy to think about. Um, he has enough cachet, I think, around the league, and the Bills have, and Brandon Bean has, and his staff has, that I don't think they're too worried about, you know, not being not – being able to get someone if they like who's out there. If they see someone, they might think, hey, you know what? Let's see what we can do with our guy. Hold on a little bit. That'll help them in this situation. Because, like I said, guys want jobs. But if there's somebody that they want, they they might be able to go and say, hey, let us do our evaluation. We'll see where it lands. If you find something, that's great. But, you know, hold on a minute. Let's see what we can do here. Yeah, the pool of available candidates matters a lot for this. I, I think like because right. I'm, I'm thinking about Frazier and like to me there's nothing like egregious you know what I mean like he he doesn't have to be replaced you know I'm not I'm not I'm not lighting fires over here but you know in absence of maybe a better idea I'm like okay a new a new a new a new brain a new mind a new vision there to compliment McDermott and you know, maybe that maybe that can push them in, in you know push them forward some um, but if that guy doesn't exist, I don't need to make a change just to make a change. Agreed. Um, it's always the, well, people say, I want this guy fired. Well, who are you going to hire instead, right? Well, there could be an answer to that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Steve Wilkes is still out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Steve Wilkes has a very good relationship with both Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. I think Steve Wilkes is an excellent defensive coach. He's been a defensive coordinator in the league. He was an interim head coach, did a great job with the Panthers last week. I am not in any way right now reporting or even mm-hmm. suggesting that's going to happen. I'm using it as an example of what if he's still out there in a few more days and they figure out, you know what, and they're going through the evaluation process. That might make it easier to say, hey, maybe we need something to make a change here. But if there's nobody like that, that they have a – relationship with and they trust like that 
There's always the in-house thing too, right? So let's just say that, you know, um, they wanted to move on from Leslie Frazier. You have uh, Eric Washington, who was the D.C. in Carolina before being – I know he's very well thought of in the building. At least I think. Who knows? I mean, he, he could be out too for all I know. But, you know, I mean, there's always people like that who could be elevated as well. So I agree with that. And it's always something that you have to do. It is a – it's such a tough business when it comes to that. Relationships right. matter wholeheartedly. And I, I think I with you guys last week when I said – or maybe earlier this week, loyalty in this business. Like, to get the right person. It's not just the right X's and O's. And I know, I know this organization cares about that as well as they should, and as a lot of teams do and should, which is, you know, are you hiring the right person to bring in your building who's not just trying to use you to, to look over your shoulder and get your job? You want to bring somebody in who knows what, that they're here for a certain reason that you're trying to put them into that particular spot. With Sal Capaccio on the West Shore Hotline, the bills are interesting here as a, as a case study in, well, like how much do they need to change? Uh, and for me... I, I lean, especially, you know, considering all the opinions that are out there, I, I quite lean toward keep it the same, run it back kind of kind of thinking with the Bills because I just don't think one playoff game or three, if you want, the last three years, and we're re- being reminded of the Houston loss again this week for the first time, like maybe ever, but these playoff losses, they are ultimately what matters most, but I'd much rather be a team that wins all the time like they do and so, yes, I have things to figure out, but it's a sample size equation for me. And big picture, especially with their, you know, like, what is it? What did I look up? Last three years, they've averaged a 10-point win in their games. 49 regular season, 49 regular season games. But, you know, eventually, Sal, like, people put it like this. and We had a caller do it the other day. You know, the, when it was about Andy Reid in Philadelphia, like, well, you reach your ceiling, or it's just like time time runs out. You've had enough chances. And I feel like Reid and the caller that day also mentioned Tom Coughlin are both examples of how faulty that thinking is. Like, what what's the conclusion, the right conclusion on Reid? Well, that I, may, maybe it, they would have been fine, the Eagles, had they kept Andy Reid, as long as he wants to be there, you know, and you don't have anything personal happening. So, um I don't know, I'm saying a lot here, but I think overall, no. and I think this will probably be the case, that the Bills are going to want to look a lot like they already look. I'll give you another example, because I was down there when it happened. Tony Dungy in Tampa. Yes, right. Right? So they trade for John Gruden. And it's like, man, they were winning a lot. They got to an NFC Championship game with Tony Dungy. They went to the playoffs. And they got rid of him and fired him. And they traded for John Gruden. It worked out. They won a Super Bowl the next year with John Gruden. So they were right. But you know what else happened? Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts, right? So you never know. Is it is it a ceiling? Is it a, there's, you know, the message only goes so far with certain people? Or is it, hey, we're just a really good team and we're just going to keep fighting and it wasn't our day. There's always so many ways to look at it. I know this. We live in an existence of 17 years without the playoffs. I'd much, much rather <laughs> live this existence to be going to the playoffs four or five years, about a five years, one time to the AFC Championship game and still and keep trying to get that crack at it than living that existence, it doesn't mean it's ever going to happen. There are no guarantees. And I'm not here to tell you that this coach is ever going to win a Super Bowl. I don't know that. But I know right now it's as close as this organization's been since the 1990s. And I don't think there's many other people you could bring in here from what I've seen that necessarily would have been able to, to do that with this group. Maybe. I mean, I guess maybe that's a tough statement to make, but I, I, I think you, 
there's a there's something to be said for both of those things, which is mm-hmm. maybe you get to a point with one person where it's that's the ceiling, that's long enough. But maybe it's also, hey, you're winning all the time. And, you know, if, if you be careful what you wish for because the next person might not win at all. Yeah, I'm just not a one game defines you kind of kind of right. guy. And so, um, you, you know, know what they say, Mike, they never say you can't win the big one. Marv Levy once said, I always learn the big one is the, only the one you lose. There are a lot of other big ones along the way. There have just been so many teams and, and athletes and individual sports that were described as in being incapable of winning until they did. Like, then they did. And then it was Peyton, whether it's Peyton Manning yeah, or a hundred right. other examples you can think of. John like, Elway. Like, that there's some flaw there. And I, I have to acknowledge, I have to admit that I think that there might, that that might exist in some players or coaches whether it's just you know you could think of like a trait that would hold them back um but mostly i think it's randomness and matchups and you know did you have your best day when you needed it and so i tend to dismiss the idea like that somebody's somebody that's close all the time you know can't do it you know i'm glad you say this i'm glad you think like that that's the way i think that's the way i think um I think we're just so quick to dismiss. Well, I haven't won a Super Bowl. Might as well make a change. I mean, you're, you're, you're right there. There's only one team. There's only one team every year that can win. Did you read, did you see Scott Kasmar's uh, t- uh, thread on this where he was kind of on the opposite side in a little bit? No. Uh, on, on Andy Reid and, and Mahomes, yeah. how like, yeah. your conference championship game at home all these years, you've only been to one Super Bowl. If they don't go again, like, what are, what are we doing here? Uh, that, yeah. that sort of vibe? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, and people are pushing back, which I agree with the people pushing back. They're like, he was basically saying, he said, if Mahomes loses, he'll he'll be in rare company to only lose three championship, of losing three championship games at home. Like, no one does that. And you're like, yeah, but because he, he's been to so many of them. Like, you can't win every game. The the It should be appraising him for getting there. Like, a lot of guys failed to even get there. But he's actually even saying, oh, no, like, this is an indictment on Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes if they lose this championship game. Like, man, they've been to five in a row, dude. <laughs> well, there is a little room to do it, though. That's what makes it interesting. Like, when Reed was with the Eagles, whether it's like clock management stuff or coaches getting conservative, okay, so why are yeah. we losing the big one all the time? And, you know, with Kansas City, he does have the one, but he's lost other big games. And that really is kind of the, the point on McDermott, isn't it? I mean, wh- why would anybody even consider whether the Bills need a different head coach? It, it would be – this point gets made, and I think it's fair enough. He's not an offensive coach, and that's your meal ticket. And so – but I say to that, you're you're already here. You know, it's been six years. You're already here. You're winning a lot. But then it's like certain decisions, especially last year, uh, but in these other losses too, you know, fourth down decisions, the conservative look of their defense at times Sunday – that I think is maybe the common thread is that it do do coaches because that's one of these things I think that can happen in sports to disprove my other thought. Like if somebody gets tight, mm-hmm. and that can be what tight looks like. Yes, but I think Mike, there's a counter to that of like I've heard this week, and these are the same things, the the the, the calls we've taken, the tweets that we read, things like that. Exact. I don't disagree with you. Like those, there is a there might be common. There may be commonalities between all of these things, but every time, a lot of times, when I hear a caller or a tweet, they bring up, well, the Kansas City game in 2020, the Kansas City game last year, the Cincinnati game this year, 
And I want to say, well, in between, you also had an Indianapolis game where they were down and came back. You had a Colts game where they did a great job. I'm sorry, Colts. A Ravens game where they did a great job on Lamar Jackson. Those things count too, right? I mean, we, right. The, and I don't know. Were they tight? Did they do? They did a lot of things right to win those games to put themselves in position. Exactly, well. exactly. One that's making the rounds a lot is how many yards and points the Bills have given up in their last three playoff losses. Well, to right. an extent, of course, because you're picking out the games they lost. Yes. What about the games they've won? They gave Baltimore three points. What happened in, against New England last year? Oh, but those teams weren't as good. Well, that makes sense too. Like, uh, you got. Anyway, it's it's our it's yeah. our it's the lives we chose. So right. Right? it's the lives we That's chose. That's right. That's true. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think every, you know, look, I'm, I'm not, I don't have the itchiest trigger finger. I feel like of the three of us here talking for the last 15 minutes, I'm the one most eager to see some substantial change. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
um, uh, you know, defensive coordinator. Um, you know, I think what, what drives that for fans is like, you, you just don't want to be sitting here like just watching the, watching the wheels go around, not doing anything that could impact your chances. Right. Like, Oh, it's another year where they, it didn't come through. And yes, there is a lot that goes into that randomness and they've done a lot of winning, but you're also like, at what point do you, do you, do you need to like say, okay, we need to do something else. So we need to make some mm-hmm. substantial change because we keep sort of hitting our head on the same the, the same floor. Like you know, right? We, we only the elevator only goes up so far, and do we need to do something different to maybe you know climb those few more steps? Yeah, it, I tell you, Bulldog, I, I I think about that, and I wouldn't be against it if if we found out today that Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier decided to, and I I'd I'd find that they would maybe even fire him. It could be a mutual parting ways or something like that. If we found that out today. I would totally understand that. I wouldn't be against it. I'm not eager to see it happen. I'll tell you that. I think part of the reason is just knowing, and this is coming just from the beat reporter who's with the team every day. I know how much those players love Leslie Frazier and how much mm-hmm. they believe in him and how much he's a great coach and how much he, I, they believe they've improved under him as a, as a person, as a human being, as a football player. And I think that stuff matters. It matters in the building. So to me, that matters as much as people want to think, nope, all that matters, results. I get it. It's a bottom line business. They didn't win. But I think that stuff does matter. But if they were to do that today, I would understand and say, you know what? It's maybe time that they're trying to get a fresh set of eyes and say, what, what are we doing a little bit differently here? What can we do a little bit differently here? And I would re- totally respect and understand that. Hey, Sal, if I didn't ask you already, what are you saying to the theory to any extent that the footing was came harder to the Bills than the Bengals, like the shoes in this game. I have to admit that I thought it. Early in the game Sunday, I'm like, the Bills are, they look like they're just a half step behind here everywhere. Like the, up front, in the secondary, chases, guys are running open, busted coverages. I don't know. Like players are, are going to say, and I know a couple were asked, like, come on, no, no excuses. You think there's anything to it? I thought that the Bills played a little, little bit tentatively at some times in the snow. For example, Naheem Hines. I think we talked about this. Yes, right, right. Seemed like he was tiptoeing a little bit, right? But I really kind of more chalked it up to they were getting behind and they were being a little more careful. They didn't want to lose the game and do something stupid. So they were trying to, whereas the, it looked like the Bengals just came out, went, we're just being aggressive. It doesn't matter. And honestly, on the first drive, I think it was, Travis White, I think, did slip in a backpedal before he got out. And that could have been a reason why later in the game he gave him more cushion because it could have been that. So, no, and I will tell you, I think um, the Bills equipment staff is very good at what they do. They're on top of everything. We talk with Sean McDermott every week about weather and things like that. We get Patrick Hammer on. And I, I just think, you know, knowing what that group has to do and does they're prepared for pretty much everything but a lot of it is a players and they're saying what they want to do and how they want to react to it so it could be but a lot of times to me i think that might be more in fact i read no i watched a believe it or not it was on nickelodeon they had the uh, nicholas <laughs> slime time it was slime time on nickelodeon and ted karras the center for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Was doing, oh my God, this is crazy. He was doing an interview with Adam Schefter's daughter. She is actually one of the hosts on this Nickelodeon show, along with Nate Burleson's son, I think, okay? And I know, I'm I'm branching way out here. So she said, what did you think about the snow? And he said, it was the snowiest game I ever played. And he said, it wasn't too bad. He said, but it did get a little bit wet. And he said, and I was, as a center, I had to be a little more careful because of the ball. And I thought, 
I think the same thing with the footing. A little bit at times when you're thinking, okay, I want to do this, but I got to be a little bit more careful. So I don't know if it necessarily impacted them physically. It might have impacted them mentally in the way they thought about how to approach things. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole game, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be fair to say it, the game looked like one team was on their toes and the other team was on their heels? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, it, like, yeah. So the, the, the footing could have been a part of that. It also could have been just getting punched in the head right away and like, oh, yeah. like the, you know, the bills were rocked right away and became tentative and the footing played a part in that. I mean, I, the whole thing was just, well, was just tough to watch. As the saying goes, it's got to be the shoes. It's got to be the shoes. I'm dating myself. I remember that. looking at Jay Feely right before the opening kickoff. It was coming down and he's standing there on the sidelines and I go, how does this impact a kickoff? He's like, nah, it doesn't matter. He says, you know, if it's a, and he starts explaining all this, I'm like, you know, you got you guys, it's crazy, right? Like I, I'd slip as soon as I planted my foot on that stuff. Well, you <laughs> would, you would slow down so as not to slip. Yes, he, and then you wouldn't right, kick it exactly. as far. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yes. Okay, thanks, Sal. Okay, guys. It's our Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline. His appearance is always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it is the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Got a window here, 803-0550. Ross Tucker at 5, Paul Hamilton at 6, Sabres, Jets, pregame at 7. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Let's face it, no, no team's going to respect you if you can't score on So you flip it the other way, and the hope is when you score and score a lot, the hope is that you can score and score a lot, and then the – the the impact of that is the other team fears you. And the pregame meeting for the other team is watch out for this guy, watch out for that guy. You can't do this against this team. Makes sense to me. Sabres coach Don Granado this morning on WGR. Check it out if you missed it on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or at WGR550.com. Sabres and Winnipeg Jets tonight. Waiting for the Winnipeg Jets been waiting my whole life for them to do anything. Hmm. Hmm. You know, a Winnipeg Jets fan could say that about the Sabres, too, I guess. Probably. Waiting yeah. for them to, like, what is the most memorable thing ever with the Winnipeg Jets? Is it Solane scoring 76 goals the year McGillney did, or is it something else? Like, what, feel, is, what I, even I, is it? I think the, the most, when, when I think of the Winnipeg Jets, I think of their previous existence before... They moved to Arizona and then were replaced by the Atlanta Thrashers, you know, years later. Um, they were the first whiteout, I remember. Okay, yep. 80s. Like the building, right? The, 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 the big portrait of the queen. And yes. Yeah. The, the, so I, I, I think the whiteout and the portrait of the queen are the things I think of when I think of the Winnipeg Jets, even before I get to Dale Howarchuk uh, or, or any, of the, any of the players, Solani, you already mentioned. Um, it's the fans and that portrait. Are, that's the Winnipeg Jets to me. Yeah, right on. So Sabres and Winnipeg tonight, pregame at 7. Owen Power, did you see this one? Monday night he scored the overtime goal. They've played again since against St. Louis, but Power nice. scored the overtime goal Monday against Dallas. Mm-hmm. And he was the first Sabres defenseman to score an overtime goal since whom? Oh, I did not see this. I mean, you're not going to be able to fi- to get this by thinking yeah. of the play, right? No, I I don't I don't I'll just say Brian Campbell, Zadorov. Okay, did it. 2014. So before Eichel, <laughs> before Reinhardt, I think maybe even too, uh, is the last time a Saber defenseman scored an overtime goal. He's over 500 games now. 
Zadorov, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been around, right? Calgary, Chicago, Colorado. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. A lot of things with hockey lately are making me feel old, like Zadorov having 533 games. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not quite 10,000 shows, but it's a lot. It is a lot. Tyler yes. Sagan. They said the other night that Tyler Sagan has played 10 years for Dallas. What? It just, I would guess it was like five. Maybe five, but it's ten. Mm, yeah. There's a hole in my game. <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. also on hockey, is it Penguins Capitals tonight? Yes. Okay. We have, if you want it, a regular season NHL game between other teams mm-hmm. where you might you know, have a rooting interest, and for me it would simply be don't go to overtime. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's what yeah. you want. Remember those days? I, I was doing the same thing last night watching uh, Islanders Senators. I mean, there there was some there was some gambling involved too, but like I, I, mainly, I was watching the Leafs game, and but I saw two like two one, and uh, Ottawa's hanging on. Well, hang, whatever. I'm just assuming they're hanging. On. It's two one to start the third period, and I got there. You know, I just turned the Leaf game off, and that game was fine. I mean, it got tagged late and went to overtime, and Martyr made a great play to win it, and I got to see that uh, eventually, but. I was more interested in Senators. I when I would never in a million years choose Senators Islanders over over the Leafs playing almost anybody. Yeah, same. But same. but I but I'm like, oh well, you know, I'm interested here. Let's uh, get me over there. So I did that last night. So I'm I'm already there. Maybe that probably doesn't surprise you. Uh, <laughs> no, it yeah, doesn't. The, the that that and that, the the Leaf game was the Rangers, and that was you know Rangers Leafs. That was TNT. Uh, but I got out of there because I wanted to see the, the Senators get that thing home, and they did. NFL news today, Frank Reich hired by Carolina. I feel like that's fine. The fact that he played there probably helped make it possible because that tends to happen in sports. Um, but he was good for Indianapolis. It got away from him. Maybe it's not even his fault that that happened. How many, and I don't know this answer. I just thought of it during the break, and I wish I had more time here to research it my only cho- my cho- only uh, options were to not bring it up and then go and research it later and bring it up later if not tomorrow or just bring it up now and crowdsource it right yeah, somebody will give us the answer right? how many former bills have become nfl head coaches right now i can only think of one other one but maybe if there's obvious guys that i'm not thinking of i mean maybe there's somebody from a long time ago or Somebody that played one game for the Bills, something like that, that may have happened. But I can only yeah. think of one other, right now, one other like prominent player, Hazlitt. Right, okay, yeah. I was, I, I was doing what you maybe did earlier when you thought of Hazlitt, and I wasn't getting to him. But yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. That's a pretty, that's a, you know, pretty good player and a pretty successful coach. That's right. And Reich is kind of like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody nobody really oh, springs to mind. Here's another one. Schottenheimer. Oh, sure. Okay. Did Tom Flores play for the Bills? Tom Flores is another one. Yeah. That's right. Good. That's we're four. Going, we're going way back for these, but yeah. Tom Flores was a quarterback for the Bills and the Chiefs and maybe other teams. Then he played for, he coached for the Raiders, of course. Won two Super Bowls. Flores, Schottenheimer, Hazlitt, Reich. Leonis McKelvin ever become an NFL head coach? I don't believe so. Not yet. Jim Leonard is on his way. Like he's, Jim Leonard, he's right? Co- I think he is he the head coach now at Wisconsin. Maybe. 
I think he might be the head coach at Wisconsin now. Um, and so, and I saw his name at some point this week. I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't think it was pertaining to the Bills at all. But I just, so I had him on my mind. It, it basically was some something on Twitter that was just like, you know, a name to watch out for. Like he's climbing the ranks in coaching. So what do you do here? Like somebody could just hand you a list, but I'm going through all the players in the history of the team. It's great. That'd be great to listen to. Just, yeah, sort of, I'm just looking just, through. I'm at 343 just, guys. Just looking just, through names. Any you know, any of these guys become head coaches? Want me to open the list and then every now and then just go Teddy Hendricks? Yes. Just to spice it up a little bit for you. Yeah, I need that spiced up. I need that answered. There's Jim Leonard. I just got to him. Ross Tucker, who's going to be on our show. I just got to Ross Tucker. He isn't coached. I don't believe. No. Maybe uh, we should ask him if he wants to do that. I think he's doing fine. Well, I get that impression, like, too. It seems like Ross loves his life, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, It sounds. It's, he seems like a pretty joyful individual. We'll see what he's got planned for championship weekend. Do you care who wins Sunday? <sighs> no, not really. My, my wife asked me uh, the other day, and she very rarely asked me the, the, <laughs> anything no. about the games or anything, but... You know, the Cincinnati thing was so prominent here um, in the days and weeks that followed what happened with Tamar Hamlin. Uh, she said, are we rooting for the Bengals? And I said, I don't know. And I, I told her, like, I don't, you know, they did this sort of jerky thing where they glommed on to, like, a half-truth about the tickets being for sale. And, like, that's annoying. So I think they're kind of dopey. But, you know, I, I, I ended up being noncommittal to her. I'm like, I don't really care who wins. Um, you know, I'm – I I don't necessarily want that. They're already, you know, they're past the Bills now. They will be this offseason and into the summer and into next season beginning. Like the pecking order is, is going to be different because win or lose on Sunday, the Bengals have outpaced the Bills. And like, so there's going to be no more disrespecting them. Um, so I, it's not like I can hold them back um, from, from more, you know, from being ahead of the Bills or anything. The Chiefs, are so good, and there there is, even though they've been the team that's been more in our hair the last couple of years, we've talked about this before. I have trouble getting really mad at them or staying mad at them. You know, when they beat the Bills, I can get, ups, you know, oh, God, stupid Chiefs. But I like Reed. I like Mahomes. I like watching him play, you know. So them getting there – has some appeal to me too, um, but not enough to make me want to root for it. I, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just talking and talking. You're trying talking. to figure I, it out. You're trying to figure yeah, it out. I don't think I, I don't think I really care. Um, the Purdy story is really cool. I'd like to see that keep going, but I think they're in pretty tough with Philly. I don't know. What am I going to get to? Philly fans are obnoxious. I, I don't care who wins these games. I don't want Philadelphia to win it. I hope I win some bets. I guess I think they will, but I, I don't I want Philadelphia do. to win it. Yeah. Not really. Not, I'm not that interested in that. Yeah. Niners, I'm okay with that idea. Um, yeah, there's a, lot to, there's a lot that you might want to factor in to this. I do like streaks. I know it's the Chiefs. I don't hate the Chiefs at all either, myself. Um, going to another one, this will be like... You know how it goes for quarterbacks. 
winning championships or MVPs, the kind of like the hardware stuff, it, it all gets stacked up in, in all kinds of the analysis, whether it's fair or not. And Mahomes going to a third at this point. Mahomes is a year older in the league, but he didn't play the first year. So it's five years, and it's five championship games. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Home, that's amazing. He's got an MVP, he's going to win this year. And if he wins the Super Bowl again, I mean, that's just like super elite for a guy so young. Burrow is this close to going to a second in a row. Like, he's one win away from going to a second in a row, and they rolled through here on Sunday. So um, both of these guys already have sort of, well, obviously, like they've accomplished team-wise, at least, yeah. uh, things that have eluded Allen. Yeah, and we, you know, I think a year ago it felt like, even though Burrow beat Mahomes, um, by the time we got to, you know, the summer and the season starting, it's like, Allen and Mahomes on the heels of that 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 divisional playoff game that was so incredible. Like here's your new Manning and Brady. Well, I mean here's Joe Burrow, and if you know, he, I, I think you're in danger of being portrayed as this generation's Roethlisberger, you know, or, or Rivers. I guess I, I like Roethlisberger more because there's Super Bowls in there too. But like he, you know, he 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 had his turns, but the conference was dominated during his career by those other two guys. And you don't want to end up there, but that's what we're staring at right now. I went to Twitter to see if any other names came up for former Bills who were who became head coaches. Our list is at four. And I'm grateful that instead of seeing any new names, a couple have tweeted at me, Ristolainen scored in overtime. My stat was a rookie defenseman. 
Oh, okay, right. So Zadorov was the last rookie defenseman. Sorry for the mistake. Okay. My mistake. Thank you. I didn't misspeak. I was just wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought the answer was Zadorov, but only but, among rookies. Good job owning that. That means power counts as a rookie. Yes, he does. So, Ristolainen did it. Maybe there were others between 2014 and right now. We've got to take a break. Ross Tucker coming up at the top of the hour. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, welcome back. Excited to have Ross Tucker on deck. He'll be with us in a little over 10 minutes. Mike McCarthy is speaking now. So many... Great. Hurts the chances of him being fired. I suppose so many uh, things about our workplace and and being in these tremendous jobs are are so fabulous. One being that we have a running dry erase board with our bets on them. We just mm-hmm. we, we we just have it right full display, right right in as I, I'm looking right at it as I sit here talking to you right now. And there it is. Will Mike McCarthy be Dallas's head coach to open the season? Well, Bulldog has already maybe made the right judgment. McCarthy is speaking now at the Cowboys facility, so that's a good sign for him. He's not announcing his resignation. He is announcing that Jerry Jones told him he wants McCarthy to coach the Cowboys for as long as Tom Landry did. <laughs> that would be 29 years, by the okay. way. Good luck with that, you know. I love I love McCarthy. Like he is the one who should say that. It's like Jerry Jones could say it, and that's Jerry Jones, and that's funny too. But it's funny. It's better that McCarthy is telling the media that Jones right. told him that. You know, like remember when McCarthy in Green Bay was like, "I'm a very successful football coach." Like he's sort of talking like that about himself at a press conference. When he gets defensive, mm-hmm. he talks about how good he is. And here he's got Jerry Jones telling him he wants to be there as long as Landry. 20, cut, jo- to re- cut to reporters tracking Jerry Jones down in the parking lot of some spa or something. And, like, oh, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what I need now. That's what I need next. Yeah. All right. So you, basically this, this, entire, this entire conversation is, is about me sending you money then? <laughs> hey, look, no. I mean, if I were you, I'd wait until the day of. <laughs> you never know, right? I'd wait until the day of because that's when it's, that's when it's over. Yeah. Some of these bets I've got, like I've got one with Joe, uh, well, the Tannehill bet, right? Like, when is that over? Joe and I have a bet on Ryan Tannehill. We have one on Mike Krzyzewski. That's just, th- these things are just, Belichick, you and I have Belichick. Will yeah. he win another playoff game? When is it officially no? When he retires? I mean, maybe he comes back. Right. So when do you expect that money if he doesn't win another playoff game I mean, do we got to wait until he's deceased? Maybe. Maybe that's appropriate. Maybe yeah. you just have to wait until the end. Could be. I don't know. There's no. We have this big board with all the bets on it, but there's no fine print. There's no. Well, I'll tell you what. Like here, here's why I, I I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you the money be, because. Come on. It, well, if, if he isn't the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys on opening day, it what 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 will have changed between today, where he's talking about how Jerry Jones wants him to coach the team for as long as Tom Landry did? Maybe it, Jones comes out and says that was private. I can't trust you anymore. Okay, m- why embarrass me like that? That that could that could happen. Um, I, I'm what I'm leading up to say here is like something happens to McCarthy health wise, like so, something that is not football related happens, and he can't coach the Cowboys. 
And, like, that's not the spirit of the bet. You know what I mean? Like, yes. even if he wouldn't be the coach because, you know, whatever. I, I, so, something happens and he just can't be there and that's it. Um, I would feel like that's not I, – I don't think I should win the bet. Okay. Well, At worst, maybe that would be a push. Certainly no um, rush. Certainly no rush. It's months away. I know. Eight months away. I almost. don't like having things hanging out there, though. Well, I get that. I like that, uh, too. That bothers me. Mike McCarthy. What a What a guy. Ross Tucker, former Bill, former Cowboy, former Patriot. Ross Tucker, after sports, Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.